The Galactic Escape Episode 1, Introduction Climate Crisis The Galactic Escape is a science fiction adventure that will be progressively released as a podcast. At some point in the future, it will also be released as a much-anticipated NFT movie collection. Podcast episodes will be released periodically, chronicling humanity's quest to survive the dying Earth, by colonizing one of several habitable exoplanets in other solar systems within our galaxy. Between episodes, we will endeavor to include interviews with notable scientists, astronomers, climatologists and subject matter experts on the science, technology and theory on which we have based the galactic escape. Let's start with episode 1, Introduction, Climate Crisis. Our story starts on the 24th of June, 2040, the day on which global warming of our atmosphere was declared to be critically irreversible. Humanity had struggled to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions and reliance on fossil fuels, but with limited success. Population growth and rising energy demand had pushed greenhouse gas emissions to unprecedented levels. From 2022, freshwater resources were notably declining, triggered by climate change. Major rivers were drying up worldwide, as in the Seine, the Danube, the Nile, the Colorado and the Yangtze. This led to major lakes and reservoirs also drying up, as in Lake Mead, Lake Powell, Lake Chad and Lake Poyol. There was also a major increase in ice melt from the Antarctic continent, the Greenland ice shelf, glaciers, and also from permafrost regions. Ocean level rise had been predicted by many different climate models. NASA had predicted that by the year 2100, ocean levels would rise by 30 centimeters or 11.8 inches. The IPCC, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, had predicted that the rise could well be as high as 60 centimeters or 23.6 inches. With such a rise in ocean level, coastal erosion and flooding of island nations and low-lying countries such as Fiji, the Netherlands and Bangladesh were inevitable. By 2040, sea levels had actually risen by 15.24 centimeters or 6 inches. Climate refugees from equatorial nations affected by superclimatic changes had been migrating since 2023 in their quest to escape a mixture of heat, drought, flood, famine, pestilence, and water resource wars. The need to increase food production for our burgeoning population had resulted in massive deforestation in the Amazon, Indonesia, and Central Africa, to name but a few. With less autotrophic organisms, there were fewer carbon-fixing and sinking mechanisms. Another consequence of the deforestation was the release of previously isolated viruses, which led to pandemics. The same was so, as melting ice released long-dormant organisms. Border and water resource disputes, wars, civil unrest, poverty, hunger and disease were all rife in the lead-up to 2040. Ocean currents and weather patterns in many regions of the world had changed drastically, causing drought and desertification in former fertile breadbaskets. An increase in dissolved carbon dioxide 
oceanic acidification and warming had caused the death of reefs, and as a result, major disruption to the ocean food chain. Algal blooms further affected the aquatic ecosystem. Scientists had attempted to develop atmospheric carbon sinking technology, otherwise known as terraforming. But it had failed on a scale necessary to achieve climate stability or reversal. Scientists had also explored other alternatives, including the colonization of Mars. China was the first nation to launch a crewed mission to Mars, in March of 2033. The NASA mission was launched in May of 2035. The crews of both missions each spent close to a year and a half on the Martian surface, awaiting their launch window to return to Earth. Each was supplied by previously launched surface accommodation modules, food and water, fuel and backup equipment. Both missions had their challenges but they both successfully returned to Earth. Analysis of data from both missions was completed in July of 2040. It was concluded that humans could not survive for long periods on Mars, lest they suffer adverse physiological changes. Martian gravity, 20% that of Earth, would induce muscle atrophy, osteoporosis and organ damage for long-term colonists. These colonists could never return to Earth, were they to reside on, or worse still, be born on Mars. Both crews suffered severe physiological effects from their long missions, and there was one other unexpected phenomenon. Disturbing changes were observed in mission crew DNA. The low Martian gravity is also unable to retain anything more than a thin CO2 atmosphere. Any terraforming of Mars would result in oxygen and liquid water dissipating into space. The atmosphere lacks the vapor pressure to retain water in a liquid state. Colonists would have to recycle water whilst living in enclosed, pressurized structures. No other planet or moon in our solar system offered opportunity for colonization. We would have to look further afield. With the Earth in crisis, an extraordinary session of the United Nations Security Council was convened on the 11th of August, 2040. The session closed with a formal call for astronomers to review potentially habitable exoworlds and for scientists to develop the means to reach them. This led to the creation of the United Nations Organization for Space Exploration, or UNOS, in the September of 2040. Their charter was to lead science, to explore prospective exoplanets for human colonization, and to guide technology to reach them. In November of 2040, designs were finalized and construction commenced on an antimatter particle physics research lab in Earth orbit. The goal was to create antimatter that could be suspended and contained, free from gravitational influence. The 15th of June, 2041 marked a significant date. A UNOS study was published which presented analysis of all infrared, transit photometry and radial velocity measurements of the nearest exoplanets and their host stars. The study concluded that within 40 light-years of Earth, there are few stars of similar size, spectrum and age to our Sun. 
There are even fewer planets within one or two masses of Earth, orbiting within the habitable zones of these stars. One key system emerged as a potential primary candidate. It was not ideal though. Ross 128 is a star 11 light years from Earth, and only 17% the mass of our own Sun. It is however, a stable, class M4V red dwarf, with a surface temperature of 3192 degrees Kelvin. Orbiting within the inner edge of the habitable zone of Ross 128, is Ross 128b, an exoplanet of an approximate mass 1.35 times that of Earth, with apparently similar surface and atmospheric temperatures, according to spectral analysis. Exoplanet Ross 128b, was originally discovered by French astronomer Javier Bonfi and his team, on 15 November 2017, using the European Southern Observatory's High Accuracy Radial Velocity Planet Searcher Instrument, or HARPS, which was located at the La Silla Observatory in Chile. Given the low mass of the star, and Ross 128b's proximity, the orbital period or year of the exoplanet was just 9.8 days. It was however, designated a primary candidate for a pilot mission. The next promising system was the TRAPPIST system, but this was 40 light-years away from Earth. Although a contained and sustained nuclear fusion reaction was achieved by 2035, the first commercial fusion power generation reactor and seawater desalination plant did not go live until April of 2042. Even as developed nations subsequently embraced the construction of clean energy fusion power plants, which also solved water shortages for coastal nations, fossil fuel emissions from undeveloped countries remained unchanged, and global warming continued unabated. The Antimatter Particle Physics Research Lab, under construction in Earth orbit, was completed and went live in May of 2043. In July of 2044, particle physicists achieved a breakthrough in creating combination quantity antimatter in the orbital lab. This gave hope to the development of warp drive technology, similar to that conceived by Dr. Miguel Alcubierre in his 1994 dissertation. Humanity was poised to realize its dream of achieving interstellar superluminal travel. By November of 2047, sufficient antimatter had been produced for the prototype warp drive. Final transfer and positioning within a containment field was completed in Earth orbit in July of 2048. By this time, there was significant global pressure for scientists to make faster progress. The warp drive, however, was not integrated into the prototype craft until July of 2049. In December 2050, the prototype craft commenced short automated jump tests within our solar system. This proved the design concept and revealed opportunities for improvements to warp field, navigation, life support, radiation shielding, control and safety systems. Cold fusion issues on some hull components were also identified for resolution. Above all, source and destination accuracy was vastly improved with each outward and return jump. This even resulted in a jump proximity encounter with the Voyager 1 spacecraft in April of 2051, 
260.6 astronomical units or 39 billion kilometers from Earth. Having commenced construction in December of 2049, the pilot starship was completed in February of 2054. Following jump tests, the pilot craft was launched on an automated mission to the Ross 128 system on the 17th of March, 2055. The pilot starship returned successfully to Earth in December 2055. Post-mission data analysis revealed Ross 128b to be an ocean planet, with a habitable 23.9% oxygenated atmosphere. The planet was also protected by an intense magnetosphere. Planetary cloud cover albedo permitted an average surface temperature at the equator of 21 degrees Celsius or 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Scans of the planet revealed a single large continent, but the most exciting revelation was the detection of radio transmissions, indicating the presence of intelligent, technology-aware life forms. The production starship for the manned mission was completed in May of 2059, when it entered its testing phase. Crew selection and training commenced in September of 2060. The crewed mission to Ross 128B was launched on the 1st of June 2062, with myself on board. Dr. Amy Ionetta, mission physicist, biologist and linguist. What we found and encounter on Ross 128B was extraordinary. It was the subject of intense and excited analysis following our return to Earth eight months later, on the 12th of February, 2063. This is the beginning of an exciting story that unfolds as one of hope for humanity, and it is one with a surprising encounter. This is a last magnificent chapter in the human race in its quest for survival. One that ultimately unifies humanity. Although this is a science fiction story, it is designed to talk up to its intelligent audience, drawing on scientific fact and theory wherever possible, with acknowledgement to the fields of climatology, planetary physics, astrophysics, quantum physics, thermodynamics and biology. The Galactic Escape will ultimately be released as a much-anticipated NFT movie collection. We will keep you posted when you will be able to view it at OpenSea.io slash The Galactic Escape. Information will also be available on our Facebook page, at The Galactic Escape, all one word, and on our website, www.thegalacticescape.com, and of course, on our Discord channel. Watch for Episode 2 of The Galactic Escape, A Brief History of Climate Earth.